CPS Issues. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and I would like to let everyone know to honor alienated parents next month on International Parental Alienation Awareness Day, Epiphany Awaits is offering a faith-based retreat for alienated parents with both in-person and a Zoom option on April 23rd through the 25th. 2021 at the Resolution Center in Jacksonville, Florida. Only $100 for a weekend of support for the journey with speakers including Dr. Mark Roseman and other professionals focused on guidance, friendship, and compassion. Now, seating is limited and discount applies to registration before March 15th. However, after March 15th, it will be $125 registration fee. Scholarships are available. Email Request for application and registration form to epiphaniesawait at gmail.com. That's E-P-I-P-H-A-N-I-E-S-A-W-A-I-T at gmail.com. So hope to see everyone there. Okay, and uh, my guest is a return guest, Dina Klustra, and I want to say welcome and thank you for coming back on Slam the Gavel. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This should be exciting and fun. Yes. Let's make it, let, let's make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> we need more of that in our life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what subject do you want to start with first? Do you want me to just go down my list or how you want to do it? Yeah. If you have a list, we, we, we can go down it. Okay. So first I'm going to talk about parental alienation syndrome. Okay. So on a previous uh, talk that you did, that subject was brought up. Um, so, you know, I originally started uh, researching that like 15 years ago. And so it uh, came about from a gentleman, I think it was a therapist or whatever, his name was Gardner. So apparently this guy put information out there about parental alienation and it upset a lot of people. So then he changed information around anyways, he ended up supposedly stabbing himself. Now, come on, people, how do you stab yourself, right? So mm -hmm. one of the things we've learned, uh, you know, over the last 15 years, is that anybody who's going against the government ends up committing suicide, right? And we all know that they've been whacked off, right? It's the easiest way to whack someone off is to make it look like suicide, write a note. So also, if you understand, because I've been researching, like, the county and stuff like that, dead bodies go to where? the county morgue and your county's right. in all this shit so you know it's when you get to the county morgue oh yeah committed suicide you know they're not going to find a needle print or whatever you know that originally happened to them and um you know that i had a friend of mine who was killed in a house fire that nobody believes was a house fire mm -hmm. which is what actually made me go to a friend um who found out that i was in some danger and uh that he was killed so it wasn't the house fire that originally killed him. So, um, you know, so I really think what Gardner uh, had to say was truth. I actually like his, uh, what he came up with. I, um, God, I don't remember what year it was, maybe 2009. I was invited to the east side of Michigan by a politician at the time and his wife, and they were really working on the subject. The wife had went through some craziness with the court system. And so they put together this thing with a lot of people who were going through the family court. And so they asked me to talk about parental alienation syndrome. 
And so that's actually the subject I spoke on. People were pretty impressed. They thought I, I uh, spoke professionally. I was like, no, I kind of put this together in like a couple hours and <laughs> then we came here and gave this speech. I wish I had a recording of it. But anyways, um, so one of the things that's happened is that uh, statistics will come out that will show fathers in a bad light. And the father's rights will turn around and run the same statistics and make it come out like mothers are the bad people. So this happens all the time. I hate statistics because you can, uh, you know, make them go the way you want them to go. So I think the same thing with parental alienation is the same things that happening with statistics. Um, last year, what was it called? The revengeful parent syndrome came out. I think that Great. is a way better term um, because I do. Yes. Yeah, because technically that is what it is. But now that, you know, in December, I discovered that the courts are using torture techniques and they're allowing dads to use torture techniques to run, uh, to exhaust moms and run them down so it's easier to get custody of the kids and sell it to the dad. So, um, you know, that's one of the things that I discovered in December. And then here in March, we now have um, a case that has broken open in Missouri where 31 judges recuse themselves and they have a proof of a guardian ad litem and a psychologist working together. Um, basically, I'm pretty sure they're selling custody, giving abusive dads custody. You know, and they, in the article, it actually talks about um, how children were sexually and physically abused and it was proven and they gave the dad custody. So this is nothing new. I mean, I've been dealing with this for years. I'm sure you've heard of it as well. We all know it was happening. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so um, so that's part of the parental alienation. So that's kind of my take on it. And I don't even think we can use it anymore because basically it's a torture technique that they're right. allowing peers to use. Right. Well, the thing is also that is kind of messed up is the judges are so used to using the term parental alienation. They've been, um, I don't know, they're just so used to that term. And I, I do like revengeful parent, which is perfect. But now we'd have to re-educate all these judges that really don't even care, maybe. Well, we don't need to educate them. We need to put their asses in jail. That's where they need to go. Because they're all in on the scheme. And what's right. happening in Missouri is happening in Michigan, because I've been talking about it since 2013. I discovered that the, the GAL sold custody to my ex. And it's not, you know, I'm a divorce coach. So I talk to people all over the U.S. who are experiencing the same thing. This has happened for so long, I can actually pick out patterns that happen in Michigan that's happening in Florida. I mean, it's happening all over. So... Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this article that came out about 31 judges who recuse themselves in Missouri. Okay? Okay. So this is a scam, right? It's happening all over the U.S. This is well organized, right? Right. I mean, you know, it's happening all over the U.S. You've got these people working with this person, not working with that one. So it's a whole scam. So they talk about in, I think their last article, which was... Um, part eight. They talk about how the appeals court won't stop it and how they're part of what's going on. Right? So right. I actually went to the Michigan Court of Appeals. 
So I was laid off from work. I was considered indigent. I knew I could do it for free. So I felt I filed two um, briefs with the Michigan Court of Appeals. So they accepted one, they denied the other one. The one that they accept, accepted, they said that I didn't have the, um, the transcripts from my judge to see if she was biased, okay? Now, when I wrote that brief, it had every case of hers that, well, I'm not sure every case, but a lot of cases that had been in front of the Court of Appeals. So when they denied it, I went back and looked at the three judges who wrote an opinion and in the opinion it stated that they've had to reverse several of the judge's orders because she wasn't complying with the law Ooh. one of those judges who wrote that opinion was actually on my appeals case oh. so how interesting is that and at that point i'm like i'm not going to go any further this stuff is corrupt i'm like i'm not going to waste my time you can look it up under Patrick Kloster versus Dina Klostra. I don't know, Fields Court, whatever. It should pop up. You can read it. So I'm going to tell y'all like a little trick on what I did. So I wanted to go to the Court of Appeals, but in order to go to the Court of Appeals, <coughs> excuse me, Court of Appeals, you have to file a motion. And it has to be denied. And then you have like 23 days to appeal it or go back over to the court. So I go in, I filed a motion for custody, right? And it's like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, I don't have a hundred bucks. So I go back in and I rename it something else, but basically it was for custody. And I'm like, I just need to get this denied anyways. So I go in front of the court and the judge is like, well, basically this is for custody. And he's like, there's nothing in here under Bidvarka versus Glassmeyer. And I played dumb. I'm like, Bidvarka versus Glassmeyer? <laughs> That was my second appeal that they actually keep. And what I did was I took that appeal. I took out what didn't apply to me. I added what did apply to me and added more stuff to it. And that was one of them that I filed. That judge was hot. Man, was he living when he realized what I did. And basically, it was a setup to get into the Court of Appeals. So just a little side note, if you all want to try and go to the Court of Appeals, you can do that. And if you go to my motionsforsale.com or motion for sale, I think it's on Blogspot. Um, you can actually pull up the motion on there and uh, use it if you want to but um so yeah so that's one of the things i did but i realized like i i knew it was corrupt and i could do it for free so i did it it took me two weeks it took me two weeks to break each one of my um appeals i think it took me like a month to do it um but when you think about how this is so organized it's happening in every state the court of appeals is in on it you can't say the mafia isn't part of this. It is mm -hmm. too organized. Not just that, the same thing is happening in every state. So somebody has to be controlling it. Who's controlling it? Who's doing it? I mean, somebody's gotta be yeah. doing it. And that's one of the things that people are talking about, but I was sitting down and I was thinking about it, you know, and I'm like, this is, the mafia's gotta be running this stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah. So, um, you know, and I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of frustrated with this whole mom blaming stuff that's going on too. Like it's time, we've got enough evidence to prove that, you know, the court system is rigged. Um, you know, they want to, uh, you know, break down the mother so they can sell custody. Now, if you're a dad who's not interested in custody, right? 
and mm -hmm. you don't, you know, you don't want to take the kids from the mom. That's not what you're trying to do. Then they will conceal you from your kids so that you'll want to fight for custody so they can make extra money. Right. So if mom has the kids, they're not making any money. Right. So we got to get dad to fight to want him. And if he's not a fighter, doesn't want him, we'll conceal him. So he'll fight. <laughs> yeah, so they can yeah. make more money. Right. Right. And they, they can uh, do all their continuances and drag things out and keep the litigation going mm -hmm. and keep the money flowing. So all these father's rights who are all out there talking about moms, you have been played by family court. They have purposely done this shit to you to make you want to fight for your kids. And they've made it all look like it was the mom's fault. Oh, it's, well said. It's, it's time. It is time to stop the shit. It is time for parents, for mothers and fathers to come together and go after all these court systems. I mean, it's time. Mm -hmm. How much more proof and evidence do we really need that this is happening and what's really going on in the court system? We now have it wide open, you know, starting with Missouri. And I've always said, if you can get one judge to fall, the rest of them will crumble right behind them. Everything I've been talking about since 2012, in 2012, I started talking about um, the elections, elections being rigged. 2013, I discovered custody was sold to my case. You know, 2020, December, I'm talking about the courts are using torture technique. And 2021, it comes out. Boom. So That is fascinating. Yes. Um, the AFCC. Mm -hmm. They're coming into play with this, do you think? I mean, I've been told they're just as corrupt. You know, what is actually the AFCC? What's the acronyms for it again? Okay, it is, because I can't remember everything. Um, <laughs> I have it right here. Um, here it is. Okay, it's the Association of Family and Conciliation Courts. Apparently, they're improving the lives of children and families through the resolution of family conflict. Doesn't that sound <laughs> like a damn task force? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, let me explain about a task force, okay? So in 2011, I think it was, 2010, it would have been 2011, um, there was information about the Michigan indigent. Uh, issue that was going on. They created this task force. There was a former judge on it or prosecuting attorney or some shit like that who's running it, right? So basically what was happening was these guys were, were uh, you know, charged with something and they wouldn't, they needed a public offender and the public defender never showed up until the day of court, would see him for five minutes and walk into court and would do whatever, right? Because they have no money and they can't afford an attorney and they get a public defender. So um, they were saying like how this needed to stop and blah, 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 blah. So five years later, so yeah, so five years, oh, wait, wait. So there's actually a video, it's uh, Miss, I think it's Miss, Michigan Miss Liberty that I actually did talking about it. So this time it's like Michigan's broke, we have no money, right? Well, that article mentioned all of these different funds. So I went in and researched all the different funds and found all the millions of dollars that was in each one of these damn funds. So it was pretty interesting. Um, five years later, I look it up. 
still the same thing. Nothing's fucking improved. It's the same people. So they make these task force, right? And they put, I swear, they put like former politicians on there who maybe didn't get reelected or decided they didn't want to do whatever. And so now they're over there and they're sitting on these damn task force Mm -hmm. and they're making lots of money for doing shit. So now Michigan, I think it was last year, Michigan started researching children who um, were committing suicide because they have a high rate of children committing suicide in Michigan. Now, just before that, I had created my So Unloved in Custody, I Die Every Day, which is an acronym for suicide because kids who are going through the family court system are committing suicide. And I had went online and I said, nobody knows about this. And I had a teacher who messaged me from Holland, Michigan, and she says, the teachers are aware. I couldn't find anybody to help, so I thought I at least have to get the information out there and start with some kind of awareness, and I created my blog. And the next thing I know, in Michigan, they start doing, um, they've got several politicians that are looking into children's suicide, right? So in 2000, and I think it was two, the Dr. Saunders report came out. So he's with the Michigan University or State of Michigan University, MSU, USM, whichever it is. And he came out with this report talking about the family court system and women of domestic violence and, you know, the stuff that was going on with the court system. So, you know, this is going on. It's almost like they just ignored it. And now they're like, oh, let's start this task force on why children are committing suicide. <laughs> right, right. Damn task force. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, they probably got funding from this and they probably got it from Title Four. Mm-hmm. Which, what is Title IV, Marion? Well, it depends which one. B, D, E, F, G, H. (laughs) Where's the money come from just Title IV? D. Uh, Child support. Yes. No. No, 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 no. Wait. So Social Security (laughs) is your Title IV. Right. D is the money that goes to family court. B is the money that goes to Child Protective Services. Right. So they went and they got a freaking grant to study why children in Michigan are committing suicide. I kid you not. I have an article about it somewhere. I'm not sure where. On one of my sites. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have an article on there about it. And I need to go in and refresh the article. Um, I don't know. It's just been a crazy year because of the whole COVID thing. So I need to go in there. But I actually listed uh, the email addresses to all of the politicians who are working on it in the um, article oh wow okay so yeah so people can email them or whatever how can they find your blog so if you go to dina closer divorce coach it's dot blogspot.com and then um, i have a resource page that lists all of the blogs that i have created and it's going to be on one of those I'm going to guess probably the, um, the suicide one for children because mm-hmm. it has to do with children. Uh, so I'm assuming that's probably the one I put it on. Okay. So that's Dina Klustra blogspot.com. Okay. Then um, there was an uh, article. Yeah, if you put in, well, it's Dina Klustra divorce coach. Oh. If you put in Dina Klostra, that's pretty much the first thing that pops up about me. Okay. Put it in Google. Okay. Then you mentioned an article. It was what Ms. Liberty article. It was from Michigan. Can people no, look so that? the Ms. Li- Ms. Michigan Ms. Liberty is, is a it video. Miss? Oh, yeah. okay. It's Michigan Miss Miss M I Z. M I Z. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, just so I can spell it out for people. And it's a video. Okay. It's a video I did. And then I'm not in Michigan anymore. So I couldn't be in Michigan Ms. Liberty. So I'm now just Michigan, or I'm just now just Ms. Liberty. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't live in Michigan anymore. And I'm kind of all through the U.S. and deal with all the stuff that's not just Michigan. Because it's happening everywhere. So. Yes. Wow. So, this is. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, this is a ton of information. Keep going. <laughs> I know. So, um, so this article came out. I, I tagged you in it. Um, I don't want to mention the name, but I was like three paragraphs into this article. And I had to stop because the stuff she was saying was just, I was just like, wow, you're freaking kidding me, right? And when she mentioned children's mind splitting and that children are doing that on purpose, I was like, you have to be effing kidding me. I'm like, for real? Like, children are not doing this on purpose. It's being done to them. Um, so I had to quit reading the article. And then later, I was, I was just getting so mad. I was only like third, third paragraphs into it. And then I had, went back, and I tried skimming it, and then I ended up uh, messaging her at the end of the article and basically telling her, like, she needs to learn about the torture techniques that are happening and the... Um, the issue, the, the stuff that's going on in Missouri that just came up, like she needs to get educated on the stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'll probably get an ask email back. That's okay. <laughs> well, you know, you're allowed to say what you want to say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we really need, if you're going to be talking about this stuff, you really need to be um, up and on it. So since I found out that custody, um, that family courts using torture techniques, I've been doing some research on um, torture. Uh, I came across um, an article, it was very lengthy, on um, the monarch, I'm trying to think what they called it, the monarch, I'm not sure if it's the monarch tor torture system or whatever it's called. I'm going to tell you what. That thing flipped my life upside down. My completely, my entire life was changed forever. Um, it was really hard to read uh, this information, and my goal was to hopefully find some kind of therapy or something like that. Towards the end, it talked about um, people who are trying to help them uh, with these different alter egos that they have, and. Um, it didn't really give any clues on, on really therapy to use or how to really help them. Mm -hmm. But it did kind of early on, I did catch that it was talking about if you use hypnosis with water, you can heal someone three times faster. Hmm. Which I thought was very interesting. Out of the whole thing, that's probably the number one thing that I learned. And uh, that's really the only thing that I learned that I could really help anybody. Um, so they talked about how they split the mind and how they do alter egos. So I've never heard a therapist talk about anybody's mind being split ever. Mm -hmm. And that article that came up the other day that I read three of them, she started talking about kids splitting their minds. As soon as that word came up, I'm like monarch torture technique. I'm like, kids don't purposely do this. And I'm like, I don't even want to read this shit anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it was really interesting. Um, so since I've read that, like things that will come up, 
they use a lot of like Disney um, movies in it, which is really interesting. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, this is some sick stuff. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm to the point. <laughs> I am to the point that whenever I see a movie star and she's older and she looks young, all I can think of is, oh, she's doing adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. they're not doing plastic surgery anymore. They're taking adrenochrome. Um, so I, I had actually looked it up. I'm like, does adrenochrome make you look younger? And it does. <laughs> so yeah. So you know, this is some sick work, work stuff. It's 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 difficult. Yeah. So um, I was actually working, I was doing some group facilitation at a drug recovery center. And I thought the first time someone comes in here and tells me they're addicted to adrenochrome, I'm going to lose my shit. And it mm -hmm. will be the end of my job. Mm -hmm. So I decided it was probably best that I leave that before that happens. Man. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Could you imagine somebody coming to a group recovery facility and saying that, oh, I'm addicted to adrenochrome? I couldn't even imagine. Now, is this like someone who would, <clears throat> who would be a wealthy person, obviously? Yeah. 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 You have to have a lot of money. I don't know exactly what it costs, but you have to have a lot of money for that. And um, I do know that a uh, child or someone who's human trafficked, they now say that that person is worth $300,000 a year. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, you know, keep your babies close because they're worth three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, so when definitely. You, when you look at that, it's like, oh my gosh, three hundred thousand dollars for real. So yeah. And there's so many wealthy people that they'll they'll pay it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it makes you look younger, you know, of course the movie stars want it. It's gonna make them look younger. So now I look at these movie stars and I'm just like. Oh, I'm like, oh my God, are they doing adrenochrome? Is that why she looks so young? I mean, look at Cher. My God, Cher mm -hmm. looks so young. I think she looks younger than me and I'm 49. Mm -hmm. What do you think she's doing? I can't imagine she's doing surgery. She'd have eyes out of place and, you know, a forehead that doesn't, you know, move or whatever when she smiles. Right. So, <laughs> it makes you wonder. <laughs> really makes you wonder. Well, you know, the thing was, I was on YouTube this morning and I was watching, um, it's called Rescuing Our Children from Human Trafficking with Tim Ballard. And it's Operation Underground Railroad and Rescuing Children. And he's got a couple of these on here, like Fighting Child Slavery. And Tim Ballard explains the issue of human trafficking. And this is just uh, an amazing operation he runs to save these kids. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, like, they were showing a woman holding maybe a, th a three-year-old and a two-year-old and she was going to sell them uh, in this was they I think they were in Haiti but I think she was going to sell them for like three thousand U.S. dollars a piece oh wow yeah if she knew uh, she could get more <laughs> yeah right right yeah well, but the thing is, whoever she sells them to maybe they'll get more because she was also, um, you know, they were questioning her about a child that was sold, maybe got out of the country. I mean, it was pretty uh -huh. bad. I mean, at least they apprehended her. And but still, there's so many child traffickers out there. And it's they're going to be torturing these kids to get the, this adrenochrome. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's kind of interesting. Um, so did you hear about Paul Peterson out of Arizona who was human trafficking pregnant women from Malaysia? I think it was. Oh, no, I did not hear that. Okay. So yeah, so it's kind of interesting because I've been following a human trafficking. How do I put this? I got I to gotta be careful with my wording. So I have been researching a human trafficking through the railroad. I'm pretty sure I know several people in this. Um, I was pretty sure the money man was in Arizona. And uh, I used to know him. He used to, he used to be married to my best friend when I was a teenager. And uh, she was, uh, she had uh, twins by my cousin. So this whole thing breaks about Paul Peterson. And I'm like, I know there's a connection to what I'm researching. I know there is. Like, there's just this knowing, like, I know. So I go back and I read this article and I'm like, holy shit, I dated his cousin. Hmm. So that was my connection to the guy who I'm pretty sure is the money source of this whole operation. So this guy and Paul Peterson are actually relatives to people who work for British Petroleum. So at the time I'm researching this, guess what happens with, what is it, Prince Andrew, is that his name? Yes. Who was on, you know, what is it, Epstein's Island? Epstein's Island, yep. So I'm going to tell you what, if you ever research this whole human trafficking thing, it is huge. It is huge. It's humongous. Yeah. I don't even know if you could even bring it down. But you know, I never thought that this whole issue with the whole family court system and everything I've been saying for the last, I don't know, eight years was ever going to come to light. I'm like, it's never going to come to light. I, I just need to face that and come to terms with that. And then, you know, March 2nd, out comes this article with Missouri. And I'm like, I can't believe it's happening. I was just happy when they were talking about the elections being, rugged, being yeah. uh, rigged. I'm like, I don't look so crazy now, right? right. And then, you know, so I was like, woohoo. I'm not for uh, Trump or anything, but I was like, go Trump, go, go Trump, go. Like, expose <laughs> all this stuff. Yes, you know, the more you expose it, the less crazier I look. And then, you know, this article comes out and it's all the stuff I've been saying. So, um, and it's kind of interesting because the women, so the courts would send the women to see the psychiatrist and he would mm -hmm. give them a diagnosis of, oh shoot, do you remember what it was? Uh, borderline personality disorder. Yeah. Borderline personality disorder. So, um, I was sent and the guy who did mine, I ended up writing a motion cause I was representing myself. And I put in there how he said the judge wasn't happy with the fact that a uh, case didn't turn out the way she wanted it to. So in his report, he talked about talking to the guardian ad litem, which now I know sold custody to my ex, but he couldn't, he wasn't allowed to actually talk to her because that taints the information, right? So um, he wrote up his evaluation. And I think she told him about what I put in there and then he changed it around because he was contradicting himself. It was kind of weird. And I think there was, I can't remember, I want to say it was like 26, 26 different things he was uh, contradicting himself on. And he said that I was antisocial, which apparently antisocial means that you could kill somebody and not have any remorse is what it means. I'm like, hell yeah, you bitches took my kids from me. I could kill y'all and not have any remorse over it. Like, yeah, I think that's the correct diagnosis. Yeah. But anyways, 
Um, at the time, I had known this lady. Um, God, was she a lawyer? I know her dad had been actually a judge back in the day, and he was pretty old and had been retired. But she says, Dina, she says, I'm licensed to do that, and I'd be really curious to read your email. Mm -hmm. So I took it to her and she looked it over and all she could do was apologize to me. You know, she's, you know, um, it said that there was no sense in getting me any help because I was part of this group, um, parents, parents, I don't know, it had to do with parents anyways, and we were all meeting and she, all she could do was apologize. And she said, this is so mean spirited. I can't believe anybody would ever put this stuff in a report. Mm -hmm. So when I go to court, I know this and I know I'm being screwed over and I know something's going on, but I don't know what. And of course, the, uh, his attorney um, wants to get that diagnosis that, you know, I have some kind of, one second he says I don't have a mental disorder, the next second he does. So she wanted the part that said I did have a diagnosis. I'm sure so my ex could have that and show that to my kids, like, see, your mom is really crazy. She's a psychopath, mm -hmm. I'm sure. So, but yeah, I was already aware of it before they even did it, so. It's kind of interesting to stand there and watch it to know actually know the truth well the one thing i mean i must i must be pretty naive but um i know that my ex was going to see a psychologist family psychology but however the mom isn't included uh -huh. but um he was reading judge's orders and um oh hmm judge's orders and other things that come through the mail that would probably scare the hell out of a tween and which would cause high anxiety. So when the kiddo got high anxiety, they turned it on me and said it was my fault. Well, here, here to find out that they're reading judge's orders to this kid, mm -hmm. and somehow it's my fault that he's upset and <laughs> crying he's traumatized. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is what they're doing. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think people going through a divorce have to be aware that, um, you know, everybody wants this 50-50 shared parenting and very few um, exes can do it because if they're mentally healthy, they can co-parent and make things pleasant and have and the you kids don't need 50-50 custody. Right. And you don't need it. You don't even need to, you know, you could just write up your own settlement with, with, uh, an attorney, the both of you sit down and just write it up and just bye-bye. Here's the thing about 50-50 custody. When it first came out, right, they make money off from custody. So I'm like, I can't see this actually happening and going down, right? That's the first thing. Second of all, I'm like, I can't get behind it and back it as long as if there's no provision there for domestic violence, I can't back it. Mm -hmm. And then third, what was, there was a third thing. I can't remember what the third thing was. But you know, oh, so a lot of these guys didn't actually want custody of their kids. They just didn't want to have to pay child support. So what they did with 50-50 custody is now he gets 50-50 custody, but now he's also still paying child support. And I crack, I laugh my ass off. I'm like, you, you dads fought for this and now you're getting your kids, but now you're also paying child support, which you didn't want to do, which is probably costing him more money or the same amount of freaking money that it was costing him. And I'm, I've been on both sides. I've been a single mom. I've been a non-custodial mom. And here's the thing. So Monday through Friday, your kids are in school. They're coming home. They got showers. They got, you know, chores they got to do. They've got homework you got to do. You're really not spending any time with your kids. Yes, you're there and you're with them. But it's not like you don't even have time to even spend really with them. 
but on the weekends when you're not working, you know, every other weekend. So basically you're getting the same time with the dad. It's just like, you're there, but you're working your ass off trying to get homework done. And, and I'm going, y'all want that really? <laughs> like really? Yeah. <laughs> you want, you know, I'm like, men want to do more work than possible. I'm like, is this really true? But I'm like, I knew it was about the money. Well, you know, once they sit down and look at common core math, <laughs> I think they'll be like, um, cause he, even, even my husband, um, he called up his sister and said, what is this common core math? Because you know, he was trying to help my son do it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why they had to change this around, but okay. <laughs> I don't get common core math either. So I get it. Yeah. It's a long version. I can't look, I got, I got time. I can't be doing a long version crap. So. Right. Yeah, you just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah, and exactly. also with the 50-50 shared, um, you know, when you're dealing with a personality disorder, be it a narcissist, borderline, bipolar, um, high, and we're talking high-functioning borderlines, bipolars, mm -hmm. okay, there's going to be litigation. Yeah. Um, and that's what fuels it is when you're trying to, to work with a personality disorder, it's virtually impossible to avoid litigation. You know, it's um, interesting. So my judge, because um, I refuse to talk to my ex, I'm like, what's the sense? Like, he never keeps his promises. He lies through his IT. He can't tell the truth to save his damn life. I'm like, why bother? And my judge threatened to throw me in jail because I wouldn't communicate with him, right? And... Um, that kind of backfired her because when I start my, started my very first website for Nacastonia Moms, um, the very first thing on there was I talked about my judge threatening to put me in jail. And I would put up the date of my court case and I would state that if it hasn't been removed in 24 hours, it's because they've put me somewhere against my will, basically saying, people, please sign me. Then when I got good enough, I could put my motion up there for people to read. The reason why, you know, I filed a motion or he filed a motion or whatever, I could actually, you know, put it up and they could read it. Mm -hmm. um, but why would you threaten to throw somebody in jail? Because they don't want to communicate with somebody who's abusive and verbally and mentally and physically mm -hmm. abusive to them. I don't, I don't quite get that. Right. Or you the know? ones that just completely block, you know, uh, block the parent from everything and then you can't communicate. Yeah, at all. exactly. <laughs> So that, which is almost the same thing. And then, uh, you know, you try to tell a judge, well, you know, or we're trying to communicate, but there's just no way to do it. So yeah. then they, so then what they do is then they say, well, okay, let's all come back in about a month and a half and see how everyone's doing. So the judges <laughs> keep you coming back. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's part of the torture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if, if these, these people that divorce, they realize that we're going to lose everything. You know, we're all going to be paying attorney fees. This they don't realize that. Right? They don't yeah. realize that. Whenever you, you know, I didn't realize that either. Whenever you go into the system, you're thinking there's going to be justice. You know, especially right. if you're a woman right. of domestic violence and you're leaving. You're thinking, oh, there's going to be justice and they're going to protect me. You know, the best interest of the children, which I call the best interest of their pockets and how much money they're going to make, um, which now it's all coming true. That's actually what's going on. But right. um you know, yeah. So, and I try and tell people when you go in, when you go to see your attorney, you put out all your assets and your attorney says, I get half of that because he knows his attorney is going to get the other half, his or hers. 
is going to get the other half. And it's like, on, like, let's go, let's start this, let's get them fired up, let's keep this going. And then once you get to that point where the divorce is and it's a lot of money and you can't afford it anymore, they will dump your ass in 2.2 seconds, right? Then right. you try to go to another attorney to, um, to get help. And then your retainer fee goes to like six grand, right? So they know there's no more money left in this and they're not going to get a lot of money out of it. So they want their money up front is what they want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what they do. And people don't realize this, you know, but if you're with someone who's abusive, you can't communicate with them. You know, you're kind of just stuck with the court system, but the court system is loving it because it's a way for them to make some extra money, some extra cash. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I found something that was just particularly troublesome is when the psychologists say, well, get on family wizard. I don't know oh. if you had to go, oh, and you pay, I think it was like $90. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, I'm here thinking to myself, oh, man. Um, so I just, uh, you know, I, I did what they, what they were telling me to do, because if you don't, God forbid, uh -huh. it was pretty much pointless because I would be telling him when, you know, appointments were and no response. Uh-huh. So I think it got to the point where we, we just told them that it's really not necessary. Or, you know, maybe we were communicating well. I'm sorry, I take that back. I misspoke. But I think we were communicating well until the third party came along. And then, but we weren't using the, uh, the family wizard. But, you know, when you pay the family wizard, where's that money really going? <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about the family wizard and my experience with that. So it's, it was a boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't know if they're together or not. Um, I try to stay away from them. Um, but she called me and her boyfriend at the time was, I don't know, he does websites or whatever. And they had called me and they were really interested in my court journal because I created this court journal and they were really interested in it. Um, they were talking about somehow putting it like online or doing an app or something like that, right? So um, she's supposed to call me back. She never calls me back. I go on to My Family Wizard, and guess what they have on My Family Wizard? They have a court journal. Huh. So, yes. That ain't interesting. So I try to stay away from them. I don't suggest people um, use them, and uh, that's just my experience with them. I'm thinking they could be feeding into the courts. I don't you know, I just, it seems weird that, you know, you've got court psychologists and they're telling you to do, get on this family wizard. And it's like, well, uh -huh. okay, so where's this $90 going that I could use to feed my kids? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There was something else I was thinking of and it just left my brain. I'm sorry. It's my fault. No, it's not your fault. <laughs> I've got a lot going on in there. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm always thinking. I always got something going on, thinking about something, you know. Yeah, just the way that my, my brain processes. So let me see. Let me go back. So I was talking about my family wizard. You were talking about where the money goes to. I don't know. Maybe it'll come and, back to me. And child trafficking, 50-50 um, shared parenting we were talking about that uh, yeah so um so Anna is kind of interesting let me see if I can pull it up and I can share it with you 
Um, so Anna started the uh, torture trauma therapy site and she just wrote an article that I thought was kind of interesting and um, she's actually asking for some input on it. Uh, I can look it up as well, torture. Yeah, I got it. I can share, I should be able to share the screen, right? I think, or, or do I send it to my messenger? Because I'm worried, I'm worried that if I lose you. If you lose me. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, by hit share screen. Oh, you just, you disabled the participant, the sharing screen. Okay, so I should hit share. So you can look it up if you want to. Huh. Yeah, I don't know how to do this. This is terrible. Oh, that's okay. So um, you just can't see it. So she wrote um, about Michigan torture laws um, and she put the information in there. And then what she did at certain sections is she went in and she talked about, so like, so the first one, so it has the law, the section, and it says one, and then it says two, and then two A, it says cruel means brutal, inhumane, sadistic, and that which torments. And then she put some of the things in there um, which would be considered that, like when family court conceals your kids from you for several days, if not years, when protection services takes your kids, but you have no criminal charges, sells custody of a child to an abusive parent instead of protecting. I thought it was pretty interesting. Oh, you know what? We can do chat and I should be able to. Uh... Oh, yeah. I should be able to send it to you on the chat thing. So, uh, so yeah, so I thought that was pretty, um, pretty interesting. And then she um, she asked me to share that, so I shared it on my uh, my Facebook page and asked people to like look at it and message her and if they wanted to add other things that had happened to them that would be considered part of the torture. Okay, because I'm going to put this in my notes for people to look up. Yeah, torturetraumatherapy.com. Boy. <laughs> So she's only, I think, I think her site's been out for about a month um, and I've been helping her um, and she's let me do some advertising for all my blogs and stuff like that, which is awesome. So. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that they're coming out with these um, torture techniques that they're using in family court. It's yeah. really frightening. So when you think about it, what else would explain the PTSD that parents and children are getting from family court? Right. What else is really, I mean, what else is going to explain it? If you can come up with something better, somebody let me know. <laughs> right, you know, right. Yeah, and when I heard this, I was like, oh my God, this is what they're doing in family court. I was like, holy crap, you know. So yeah, it was pretty interesting when I discovered that. And it just made so much sense, like why people are getting PTSD. And um, I think I told you this before, I was, um, when I was working for the suicide, I was, I was putting the suicide site together and I was on this um, blogger Facebook page and I was putting up um, some of the logos for people to look at to see if they liked them. And they didn't quite, they thought custody meant like in jail mm. and people were being kind of rude 
And this lady comes on and they're like, uh, I don't think you all really realize who Dina really is. And I was kind of shocked. And she had mentioned that she used to be a judge, but she couldn't play well with others who could follow the law. And she mentioned that children as young as, uh, I think it was six, was coming into her courtroom wanting to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. I mean, the age of six. So that's how family court, you know, affects when you, when these attorneys are getting these parents to fight and whatever, and they're putting their kids in the middle of it, you know, their kids are feeling the effects, you know, and then when they're selling custody to these fathers who are sexually and physically abusing their kids, you know, which this, um, PJ media is talking about part in part eight of their, um, investigation into the Missouri corruption. They're talking about that. What sick bastards are, sell- are selling custody of kids who are being sexually and physically abused? I'm sorry, but they need to go to jail forever. Mm-hmm. They did that for money. And they're supposed to be protecting kids. The best interests of the children, what they all cram down our throat. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But nobody does the best interests of the children. Well, even so last... Pocket. <laughs> right, exactly. Sorry. Well, oh, no, you're fine. Well, even um, over in the UK, apparently there was a woman that just dropped dead of a heart attack right in front of the judge. And oh. I don't, I don't know what they were putting her through, but I know I had my heart attack that was caused by a vengeful judge, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And um, this is not, um, th- this is no joke what they're doing to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically they're torturing them or letting them be tortured and they're selling custody of kids to make money. And if you don't want, want your kids, they're going to make you want your kids and be abusive to the other moms so that they can make more money. Mm-hmm. It's just become a home money. It's a billion dollar a year industry. Yes. Your politicians won't change how this shit is all run because they're making part of it. The mm-hmm. a Court of Appeals and the Supreme Court are part of the issue. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, yes. It's, it's amazing. The whole thing is made. It's like the whole system needs a whole complete overhaul. The whole, the whole damn thing. Like, you know, and uh, people keep saying, oh, there's these indictments. Oh, there's these indictments. I'm like, I'm sick of hearing about indictments. Until somebody's ass is arrested, I don't want to hear about it. Right. I want to hear about somebody being arrested. Because these people all need to be arrested for what it is they're doing. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Missouri, how they handle it. Um, you know, I've messaged them in my cases in Michigan. I'm sure several other people have messaged them. Now, here's what's interesting. So we have um, a Facebook page for my judge, right? So all the people who have my judge are on this page. So I start putting this information up there about this article. And next thing you know, I get an email and the, um, the oh, what is it called? can't believe I'm having a brain fart. Uh, the legislative council all of a sudden has a meeting. I'm like, oh, isn't this interesting? Of course, there was no public there. I like put the information out there. Nobody went. Um, and, you know, I'm pretty sure they probably went in behind closed doors after this meeting and they're having conversations like shit, the stuff's going down in Missouri. You know, Dina's talking about this already. She's been talking about this shit for seven years and it's all true. So everybody knows it's happening in Michigan now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're trying to figure out what the hell it is they're going to do. Cause this shit's about ready to hit Michigan. So, you know, it's like, what are they going to do? I wonder if it will take them a month to figure out what to do. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they had some game plan and then, you know, they all of a sudden, because they all of a sudden, so normally they were doing these meetings like in September. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden they call one in March. I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And they only usually meet like once a year. So they um, approved of the meeting minutes for 2020. And then they approved of the meeting minutes for 2019, which I thought was kind of interesting as well. And I'm going to do a video. I'm going to do a video on that because the money that they're making is just amazing. I think I talked to you about this before. I started researching some of their funding. Did I tell you about this? I, I'm not sure because I okay, think you so, did. So in Michigan, when they wanted to do the lotto, um, in order to get people to approve for it and want to do the lotto, what they said is we'll take the money and we'll put it into the school system, into the school of the education fund, right? So my kids, um, when they were growing up, I mean, I got three kids. It was cost me like 40 or 50 bucks to get all the stuff that the teachers needed for school. I'm like, what the hell? You know, we apparently approved this lotto. So the money would go to the education system. Well, I happened to do some researching on the legislative council and a lot of their money comes from that fund, the educational fund. Now, if that's not inter interesting and what does the legislative council have to do with educating our kids? I think it's why, kinda, yeah, is that why all these schools are closing? Mm -hmm, maybe, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're falling apart. They don't have any money. Teachers aren't getting paid. What thirty-eight thousand a year? Um, I did a thing. Um, I showed like a little map on how like children and coaches and stuff aren't making very good money, and then they are human trafficking kids, and then the person buying the human trafficking kid is your politicians. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they're making two hundred thousand a year. You know, and every year, you know, within like five years, they're making millions, you know. So, yeah, that's a whole nother scam right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and it's funny, like, you know, I've researched this stuff is all online and you can research it, you know. So, yeah. And I was, you know, listen to Amazing Polly. If anything, listen to Amazing Polly. She will walk you through the stuff. They kicked her off YouTube. I think she's on Rumble or something like that. I don't know where she's at, but yeah, they kicked her off YouTube. Um, but yeah, she'll walk you through what she's been researching and, and stuff like that. So she's pretty good. Well, these are excellent resources, you know, you've given me or us listening. <laughs> and I hope there's people listening because this is like really important and you need to know where your money's going when you... exactly go into these uh, corrupt family courts that are really out to hurt uh, the parent and then they go after the child. Yeah, um, and it's at all least, done for money. Yeah. And, and I'm just going in, in order as it happened to me. They came after me, then they, you know, damaged my kids. So <laughs> it was uh, uh, unimaginable. It happened. And now everybody's damaged. Yeah, and this is part of the reason for the trauma, uh, the torture trauma therapy. Um, so she's only, I think she's had her side up for like a month. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, she's doing a lot of research and she's trying to come up with stuff that's going to be free that can help people or where they can maybe kind of do the therapy and see if it's going to work for them. And mm -hmm. then uh, she's going to try and get a therapist who want to advertise with her. And, um, then she could use them as a resource if the parents want to continue with that kind of therapy. 
-hmm. So she's mm -hmm. trying to make it free for everybody. And then just the advertisers would charge. That's who she would charge is kind of what she's trying to do. Mm -hmm. So well, hopefully she can do that. Right. Yeah. Because our goal here is to educate and uh, lift people up, educate them. Yeah. So, you know, they're not falling into these little traps, you know, that are set by these court systems. You know, when you, it's just, I mean, God, you got to think about it. I mean, this affects, you know, women and children and children coming up without their mothers and being B or coming without their fathers, you know, and being B and you know, I'm a mom, so I come from the mom's point of view. I understand it happens to dads. You know, people think I'm, I'm against dads. I'm not against dads because there are some good dads out there. And, you know, now that we know that the court system are using dads to torture women to get custody of their kids, if there's a father going for custody of his kids, you may want to think twice before you date him or get into a relationship with him. And there is a dad who's not trying to get custody of his kids and he's been concealed from his kids. That's probably the dad you want to be dating. <laughs> right. right. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. So if I come across a guy and he's got custody of his kids or he's fighting for custody of his kids, I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but if he's not trying to take the kids from the mom and he's been concealed from them, that's the kind of guy I want to date. You know, and the sick part of that is, you know, the, the lies that they're telling their friends about the mm -hmm. mother. And mm -hmm. um, I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, realizing that it's all torture from the family court system, it's going to kind of, you know, it's going to bring it to light. It's going to start showing them out, you know, that you're doing this for torture. And I've been, you know, talking about this to women, and I would love to see the first woman who goes into court and says that the court system is torturing them and allowing their abuser to torture them. Damn, I so want to see that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And see what happens and what they do. What do you think of people that say, well, you know, parental alienation doesn't exist. It's just child manipulation, you know, or oh, child. It does, it does exist. Um, you know, so you got to remember, I'm from back in the day, 15 years ago, when I was studying this and talking about this. So normally what they, and, and, and I had it done to my kids. So not only did I get to read about it, I had examples of it being done to my kids. So normally what they do is they take the oldest kid because the oldest kid can give you the information that they need. And it's the most accurate out of all the kids. So typically they use the oldest kid and, um, you know, they're trying to get information about the mom and what they will do is they will withhold love and special gifts from them. So, you know, my oldest son, so my oldest son is four years older than his brother. And then my middle son is five years older than his sister. So my oldest and youngest are nine years apart. They all have the same dad. So of course, you know, the oldest one that's four years older, he can get accurate information out of. So what, you know, they do is if they don't give them information, then they will withhold stuff, you know, like that the rest of the kids are getting. And then if he does, um, you know, give information, then he would get a special treat. And then he would just say to the kids, oh, but your brother's older, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and the whole mind, you know, kind of like what happens with the mind, my oldest son had ADHD, right? So I'm trying to teach him the correct and the proper way to do things. 
dad's teaching him manipulation and whatever. And so his mind is kind of split in two ways. Mom says this and this, but dad does the exact opposite. You know, mm -hmm. um, so another thing, you know, so my dad was, or my dad, my ex-husband was the fun dad. He would get the kids on the weekend. He would do fun things with them. Movies that I wouldn't let them watch, he <laughs> would let them watch. You know, my son woke up, I'm trying to think, so my son was probably seven, maybe, or eight, woke up screaming in the middle of the night, and his dad let him watch War of the Roses, and I think It by Stephen King. Oh, no. So then my kids were like, they watched um, American Pie, right? And my oh, friend was no. like, oh my God, like you, he let your kids watch that? I'm like, what, what? So they were at their dad's, right? I read American Pie. 10 minutes into this shit, I couldn't watch it anymore and I had to turn off. And I'm like, you're letting my kids fucking watch this shit? But that's what it is. It's, oh, mom's not gonna let you watch it, I'll watch it. So then he gets custody mm -hmm. and he's got my kids. And I said to my oldest son, you know, so now that you've seen who dad really is, he's like, I know mom, I know, I know mom. I know. That's all he would say. Mm. You know, and then um, he, they were concealed from me for a little bit. And then I was talking to him and uh, my son wanted to get us. I, I noticed, so my boys' haircuts were always cut short. They always looked really nice and they had crappy clothes on and their hair's like all grown out. And I'm like, what the hell? I didn't even know my kids had curly hair. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And my son was like, dad wouldn't let us get a haircut. He's like, go, go pay, go get a job and make your own money, get your own damn haircut. And, he, and my kids were like, fuck it then, I'll just let it grow out. So that's why my kids just had this poofy damn hair everywhere because he wouldn't pay to get a haircut, you know? So they got to see the real dad and the, the whole true dad, who, who dad really is. Um, they're mad at me because I went public and mm -hmm. they didn't like the fact that all this shit was put out there. And, you know, I'm sure I'm crazy. They've got a psyche veil to prove that and all the stuff I'm saying and I'm crazy and I don't know what I'm talking about. So it'll be interesting to see what my kids, if they end up coming across this information, which I can't imagine they don't, uh, what they're going to do. It's going to be kind of interesting. Right. And when you brought up the movies, um, remember the, the Batman with Heath Ledger? It was the last one where he played the Joker. I didn't see it. Okay. Well, I told my ex, don't take my tween to see that. Mm -hmm. because I had seen it and one of the first, I don't know if it was within the, the first half hour or 40 minutes of the movie, the Joker puts a bomb in somebody's mouth at the bank because he was robbing a bank. Oh, wow. And, and I'm thinking, um, that's like, I, I wouldn't take an eight-year-old to that. I'm sorry, but I just wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But he did, he did it to spite me. It was mm -hmm. generally just out of spite. And so, it was okay. parental alienation. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm still dumbfounded by that. I'm sorry, I just had to tell you that. <laughs> no, but that's part of the Prince Alienation. That's what they do. Like, oh, mom won't let you do it, so I'm going to let you do it because I'm the cool dad. You know, to get him to want to come live with the cool dad. And then once they come live with the cool dad, he's not cool anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah, it's kind of interesting the way that they work. And, you know, um, the court system is allowing it to happen because they're trying to make money. Oh, and they sure did. And they're doing and the, this. Yeah, go on. And here's the thing. I, after $20,000 to an attorney who was a lying piece of crap, started representing myself. And I tell people, you can do so much more when you represent yourself. 
-hmm. Your attorney's hands are tied. They're part of it. Or if not, they're part of the system. You know, if you piss off a judge, what's going to happen? If you lose a case, you know, people want people who are going to win. If they hear like, oh, you're always losing, nobody wants to hire you. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you represent yourself, you can do, so I did so much shit right? Right. and I would go into court and they would fuck me. I'd put a smile on my face and I'd turn around and, and by that point they were like, what is she going to do? You know? And the whole thing is I was just talking to a friend of mine. You don't need the media anymore. You can do your own media. You can get your own email addresses and send stuff to, to people. I sent stuff out about my judge. Oh my God. I could hear her screaming me, my name, call me the B word. I'm sure her, uh, her email was being flooded. I'm sure people were calling her on the phone about the email. I joined her church. I got the email to the people in the church and sent them an email. I mean, how does that look? Seriously, mm -hmm. how does that look to your church? And part of the reason I did that was for a safety thing, because if she put me somewhere and locked me up, Ugh. and the people in the church are on my website, when she goes to church, she, they're asking her, where's Dina? Where'd you put Dina? Why did you have Dina arrested in jail? So I had to do it for a safety reasons. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Well, there is a site where you can report your judge. And um, I, I don't know if it was like, uh, oh gee, I saw it on Facebook and I explored so, it. This is what I tell people. They're like, oh, should I report my judge? Or should I re report this one? It has been done. People have complained. People have filed complaints. People have filed, mm -hmm. I mean, I've been doing this shit for 15 years. You know how many people have filed complaints? It's been done already. Stop, like stop doing it. It's been done. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things when I got into it, I was going to like start doing demonstrations. I wanted to do stuff that nobody else had done. I'm like, I don't want to keep reinventing the same thing that doesn't work. So, right. you know, I kept, tried to do different things. And then after 17 years, I took a step back and I was like, you know, nothing's changed. Nothing's happened. And then I realized it's our county commissioners that we need to go to. So, right. um, you know, cause they're controlling it all. Your judge works for the county. If, if your attorney is, or judge is, isn't doing what they're supposed to be, you can sue the county. So your county oversees your judge. They oversee the Department of Health and Human Services who run Child Protective Services. So when somebody comes up dead and they commit suicide, they go to the morgue. Who runs the morgue? It's the county morgue. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even if it hasn't suicide and somebody's killed you, they're going to say it was suicide. Mm -hmm. Because well, the county wanted you dead. Right. And, and <laughs> now look who, at the... And then oh. who runs the election? Your right. county. So who runs all the county? Do you know who runs all the yeah. county? Um, the judges, the county no. commissioners. No, your legislative council. Okay. Uh-huh. Which I don't think we've talked about this yet, but the legislative no. council. So in Michigan, um, I'm going through the Michigan uh, constitution, right? And mm -hmm. in the constitution, it states that one government entity cannot create a, like, a business or another entity for another government entity. So the legislative bureau, which are legislators, created civil court. They're not the judicial mm -hmm. branch. They can't create civil court. Your civil court's illegal. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, so if you go on the Michigan state constitution and you look up, what is it, the federal, the federal laws of, oh, I'm trying to think of what it is. I got this all online. But it's the federal laws for um, county commissioners. It in red states it, that it is null and void because of the federal constitution. Mm -hmm. But how does it keep running and how does it keep working? So yeah, so all these, you know, all this is actually run through the county, which is run by your legislative council. And then I think I told you how, did I tell you how I came across this? I can't remember if we talked about this in the last video. No, no, we okay. did not. So I got this email and it talked about a mom in Michigan was jailed for overdue library funds. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I do yeah. And so, yeah, I looked and that was the legislative council and then things started popping up and they started popping up over China about the legislative council in China. And that's what started all their riots. And the next thing you know, there's the coronavirus and yes. nobody is rioting anymore. So that's what led me to the whole legislative council and what they were doing. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. That is interesting. I'm taking notes as we talk. <laughs> so I got a lot of notes You're, You right can re-listen to it, Marianne. George, you can listen to it anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Legislation Commission. It's the Legislative Council. Council. Oh, mm -hmm. my brain is shot today. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot um, of information to take in in like an hour. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, how do you want people to reach you? I'm online. I'm all over online. Okay. Just, okay. If you put in Dina Closure, usually by the first thing that pops up is um, my uh, website, my blog, because um, I have a friend who's really good at SEO, so she has it popping up. Um, oh, good. Usually the first thing in Google. So yeah, just put up, pop up my first and last name, and you can even put like divorce in there. I will just pop up. Oh, man. So, yeah. Okay. Is there and then a, a, check out the resource page? That's mm -hmm. got all my blogs listed on it. So you can click on it and go to all my blogs and read all my stuff. Um, you know, I tried to do different um, things that will help people in different areas. So I have one for like non-custodial moms. I tried to create non-custodial moms day. Uh, the one for children. Um, I've got one. I just, yeah, they're all over. I tried mm -hmm. every subject. One to represent yourself. <laughs> really, really. No, that's did great. It. I represented myself, you know, um, I didn't have any degree or anything at the time. And so I started representing myself because I was going to continue fighting, but I didn't have any more money. And then I was like, holy shit, this stuff is easy. I couldn't believe how I was like, I want my 20 grand back. Like, what yeah. was I paying for him to stand there and look at him? Like, seriously? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Cause I was representing myself too. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's amazing. And people don't realize that, you know, when I started, people were like, you can't teach law. You don't have a law degree. I'm not teaching law. I'm teaching documentation. Mm -hmm. I don't teach law. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because when I was a pro se, as soon as I would be sitting at my little desk and the opposing would start talking, I would just start writing everything out that he said. Mm -hmm. Every little lie. Yep. <laughs> yep. Do you have exactly. any? Do you have any advice for parents that are needing to go pro se, representing themselves? Um. Yeah. I mean, I've got motions that you can purchase, and uh, basically, what you do is you get them and you take out what doesn't pertain to you. You add what does pertain to you. I have extra case law in there. You throw some of that in there. 
you can, you know, pull up, pull up case law on your judge as well, throw some of their cases in there and, uh, you know, file it. But the whole thing is, um, you know, if you're going to like the court of appeals, just remember they're just as shady as the lower court. Right. So if you're going right. to do it, do it like I did. Make sure you're indigent. You don't have any money. You know, you're getting food stamps. You can do it for free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might have to pay for your transcripts. It depends on what they charge for that. Mine mm -hmm. wasn't very much, but I've heard people have paid like a lot of money. So you might have to pay for the transcripts. But um, yeah, you know, file that bogus motion to get in there to get them to deny it. And then uh, use that to uh, go to the Court of Appeals. Mm -hmm. That's my advice. Yeah. And, you know, let's start, let's start putting in there that they're torturing, put in torture laws, and put in exactly what it is they're doing to torture people. Because that's going to look very interesting when it comes to the, you know, uh, Supreme Court or the uh, Court of Appeals. And you start talking about torturing laws and how you're being tortured through the family court system. Now, that right there is going to get some change. And this is so fascinating. And I know I will be keeping in touch with you. <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting to see what else I discover that comes about because I'm sure there's probably going to be some more stuff that comes. I, I kind of like, what more could there be? Like, I think it's finally right. out in the open. It's finally happening. We've got the torture on top of it. Um, you know, so I'm like, damn, could there be any more? I mean, the only thing left is the mafia, which I'm pretty sure, you know, it's, a, it's too well organized. That's my thing. It is too well organized. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. a guardian man light up and a psychologist working with judges and working with other attorneys you know they would be fucking up left and right somehow mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. not so it's got to be organized it's got to be organized crime which is rico wreck tearing i've got that on my <laughs> as a Good. matter of fact i have the federal attorney manual for rico oh wow cool yeah i'm on there so rico is what uh racketeering corruption I don't know what it all stands for, but yeah, it's basically the racketeering corruption. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Organization, yeah. right. I also got, um, so the woman who filed the, the motion uh, for um, what's going on in Missouri, I ended up pulling up her motion for the psychologist. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to be putting that up soon. So people can always get that and they can, you know, take out what doesn't pertain to them, add what does pertain to them, and they can start filing it too. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. Well, you're providing a nice, excellent service for people, and yeah. I'd like to I'd like to have you back on the show, whenever you're ready to come back on. All right, let me find let me do some more research and find some more information. Yes, and then I'll come back on and we'll do some more educating and try it. You know, it's going to get hard because I'm trying to remember what we talked about the first time compared to now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so. No, I learned a lot. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So hopefully this helps a lot of people out as well. And uh, hopefully we can start making some changes in this corrupt system that we've got going on. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Slam the Gavel is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again with Dina and other guests. It was great having you, Dina. Thank you. I love coming out here and talking to everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you.